Chapter 5. Vanishing and Love Vanishing and love is different than ghosting. It's a natural part of an ending or a departure. It's complete in itself, and there's no empty feelings involved because it's no longer necessary to be there, or it makes sense in some way. Vanishing and love is magical and mysterious and leaves you wondering why it happened, but also you know it was just the right place and the right time, but for only a time, and more often a very short period, because if it were longer, it would be more cruel or unusual or punishing. Have you ever had a wistful experience with a stranger? Not a one-night stand, but a time or a moment or a few days where you were carried away and you didn't quite care if you got to know that person because they were just there and you needed it, but you didn't need them for long. Maybe it happens where you are heartbroken or feeling low for some reason or rejected or less than. Of course, it can happen at any time, in times of bliss or adventure or hope, too. Vanishing in Love is a powerful story, one that all your friends want to hear because they want to feel swept away like you were and live vicariously through stories like that. It feels pretty unbelievable because one minute it's all happening and the next there's no one there, or at least not that person, and they never look back and you never look back. You wonder if that's okay for a second after they are gone, but it isn't hard to tell yourself that of course it's okay because it was magical and uncomplicated. Complication doesn't exist in Vanishing in Love, and neither does heartbreak because the heart is so fond of what was. Because it was possible, you feel empowered and curious and ready for a new reality. Vanishing is clean and not messy, and it doesn't leave any funky aftertaste in your mouth or in your heart. It isn't about sex, it's about a memory, and it's meaningful and sweet, and glad that you came, and you are glad that it came, too. The Irish Chef my friend had a farm and invited me to a dinner where we started by standing in a field and learning about the farm from a guy in a big cowboy hat who I think was from California, but maybe he just acted like he was. The farm was very beautiful and green, and they grew fresh vegetables and had chickens and goats, and we walked around looking at them and admiring the beauty of what existed there that day. The point of being there was to sit down to dinner at a big, long table that appeared to rest on the horizon so we could eat a fresh meal prepared by great chefs and drink wine and eat with strangers and friends. This wasn't my first time at an event like this, but it was the first time I was single at an event like this, and that was okay, but it was a little sad because dating after my marriage was hard, and my ex-husband was with someone new, and he deserved that, but it hurt my heart, and I didn't feel like a wife anymore. I also didn't feel like much because all I did was work to escape the feelings of pain I had at the time. I filled a glass of Lambrusco, the good kind, not the cheap kind, and I walked toward the table in a chambray jean dress and cowboy boots because I thought that was really great fashion for a farm event like this. And I was next to friends and cool people I didn't know at the dinner, and it tasted great and it felt fun, and the pit in my stomach from being sad about my ex-husband wasn't there, and that was the first time in a long time that I had felt it go away. We got up from the table and lingered and mingled because the event was and over. There were cabins we rented and that meant we needed more wine to sip as we stood by the fire, so we made that happen because there was more than enough wine for all of us who stayed. We made our way to the cabins and the one that I was in had people who worked the event sitting around the table with those of us who didn't. I looked to my right and you were there. You had a t-shirt and jeans on and reddish brown hair and you were strikingly hot and handsome and good looking and all of the words I could use to describe someone beautiful. We were drinking 
wine and I think you had whiskey or maybe I just think that because of your Irish accent. We made contact and I could see you were interested in me so I opened my mouth to say something and you opened your mouth to say something and then we were having a conversation. Whatever was said, I really don't know but I learned you were the main chef for the organization who put on the dinner that was owned by the man in the cowboy hat who acted like he was from California. I left to use the restroom and in the bathroom I looked in the mirror to make sure I looked good before I went back and I did or at least I was happy with what I saw. It was a dark walk back to the cabin and when I got there you were outside and before I could get inside you grabbed me and kissed me, my arms in your hands and I was total mush because you were a great kisser and I was a bit drunk.